This is Perspectives. It's the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley, and today I want to introduce you to a terrific program that is working each and every day to change the lives of young men living right here in our city. The group is LEAD, and they provide service to the game and to the world because they are changing lives through baseball. So if I were gonna tell you who's in the studio and you were gonna picture a baseball diamond in your mind, on first base, we have the team manager, that's CJ Stewart. At second base, we have a young man on junior at Booker T. Washington High School. He is Demarcus Paris. At short, a senior at Maynard Jackson High School. Sounds like I'm doing the starting lineup. At <laughs> senior from Maynard, I am, uh, Maynard Jackson High School, Tyquavius Noland. And over at third, Mr. Bernard Kennedy Jr. And that's Bernard with a V. He is a, he's, he's not a junior, but he is a junior at Carver High School. And gentlemen, I want to welcome each and every one of you to the program. And Coach, let me start with you. I met you through Leadership Atlanta this year. Very impressed with these three young men who came and spoke to our group on Education Day. And we talk about how you and your wife founded this program to change these lives and so many more through baseball. Tell our audience what LEAD is and how it came to be. So LEAD is an acronym that stands for Launch, Expose, Advise, and Direct. And my wife Kelly and I established the organization in 2007. Uh, at that time, I was um, going into my 10th year as a, um, a highly recognized professional swing coach. Uh, I was doing most of my training in East Cobb, um, which is arguably one of the top areas for baseball uh, talent in the world. Um, Living a great life in the suburbs, uh, was born and raised in the inner city of Atlanta, um, but I thought that the Atlanta dream, uh, well, the American dream was to go to the suburbs and, um, and, and do well and make a lot of money. So we were doing that, and I uh, had several families from the inner city of Atlanta that were following me to, to Cobb County, um, wanting me to develop their sons uh, using baseball to access college and professional uh, levels. Uh, at that time, uh, Jason Hayward was a client of mine, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, Dexter Fowler, and, and numerous others. And so basically, if you had um, desire and some money, then I would work with you. Uh, so had a lot of young, young men and families coming from the inner city of Atlanta that had desire but had no money. And so um, you, you, it was very difficult for us, for us from a business standpoint. So um, I told Kelly um, I had a... a a vision one day that I wanted to come back to the inner city of Atlanta, my home, uh, and I told her she had a lot of work to do to try to figure out how to do it. So it was um, the acronym is Launch, Expose, Advise, Direct, and our mission is to empower an at-risk generation to lead and transform their city. Um, and our vision is for our lead ambassadors to lead their city of Atlanta, to lead the world. So I'm honored to be able to partner with Atlanta Public Schools to do that. And now how long have you been doing this with Lead Atlanta? So we, we start um, with Leadership Atlanta or Lead Atlanta? Lead. Lead. So with our organization, Lead, we started in 2007. Um, it was very uh, unique in how we started. I, I, we can't really take credit for it, but, um, you know, some people would, would imagine that you would start an organization from the, from the ground up, but we actually started it from our ambassadors to work backwards. So there was a lot of conversations around where um, – boys, black boys were not playing baseball because there were no black fathers in the house, there were no black men in the community, and, and those things um, were true in a lot of cases. 
Um, we did not want to start an organization trying to encourage black men to serve black boys. So we said we're going to get black boys at the high school level, uh, give them an opportunity to walk in my shoes um, to where they were residents in the inner city of Atlanta, in many cases living in poverty um, like I did, and uh, use baseball to access college uh, as well as significance. And then in 2010, we started a middle school program. So everything was great. So now we, rather than trying to find coaches, we already have them. We, we had three years of developing um, teenage black males to love the game of baseball, respect it so much so that they use it to um, come in and serve as mentors for younger kids in the community. Mr. Paris, how did you find out about this program and, and what led you to becoming a, a lead ambassador? The way I found out about lead was like a friend just popped up in my house one day and said, hey, you want to go play baseball? So I was like, yeah. And he took me down to Booger T. Washington High School where lead was um, having a tryout. So I signed up and I came back and I just tried out and I made the team. We had orientation and then we started playing fall lead. And during the fall, I was just showing improvement. And next thing you know, I was chosen to be an ambassador. What impact has Coach Stewart and being a lead ambassador had on you? What, how are you different now than before you started playing with him? Well, before I started playing with Lee, I was like one of those two. I was one of those people who weren't too serious about having an education like that. I was so like um, just ribbed up in the streets and stuff like that, hanging with the wrong crowd, the wrong places at the wrong times and stuff like that. And then I started, you know playing baseball with lead and I just started changing myself it was like it wasn't me changing it was just him changing me like I couldn't help myself but to change you know so you're saying you were running around with the wrong folks yes ma'am and how hard was it for you to leave them did they let I mean, you leave it wasn't hard for me to leave it's just like it, I just like I branched off like one day I was with them one day I wasn't so you just kind of outgrew them huh yes ma'am Mr. Nolan, I want to hear your story. You are, again, as I told everybody, a senior at Maynard Jackson High. First, tell me about this this success that you're having on the ball field. You were saying you were like an awesome pitcher, so let's go on and give you your props. Um, basically, I was just saying um, I lead the region in strikeouts. I think I have like 30 to be exact, so I lead the region in strikeouts over Bliss Trinity and my coach, daughter school, Westminster, so yeah, um, oh, you brag on that. So what's your best pitch? Um, fastball. Oh, how fast is your fastball? Um, I'm probably can hit about eighty-two. Not probably, bad. Probably something like that. So how did you become uh, a player in Coach Stewart's organization? Um, basically, Coach CJ, like he came up that out my middle school, which is King Martin Luther King Middle School. Um, he came up to our school and like he was talking to us about Junior Ambassadors. That's our program before. Mm -hmm. ambassadors or whatever so um he talked to us about it I mean I thought it was just like a baseball team like oh baseball let's do it stuff like that but there was a lot more that yeah, was, was expected more. of you right yes yes ma'am I'm gonna get to that part too okay go ahead Take so your time. um basically I went to he invited me to a clinic with a freshman all-american at Savannah State Mendel's elder well he was he was freshman all-american at Grady but um, anyway, I went to a clinic with him and Coach CJ. So after that, after that clinic, like, we just built a connection. And after that, I mean, I was just qualified. And I, I knew I had to compete, like, 
a lot and had to get myself on the right track in school, get my grades up, and not be average, like go harder. What were your grades like before you started working out with Coach CJ? I mean, A's, B's, and C's, but now, like, it's just A's and B's. But, like, now I look at myself like, I don't want to be average. I don't want nobody to look at me and be like, oh, he average. He just barely getting by. Uh-huh. I want you to look at me like, oh, he good. He good. Like, honor, a honor student, basically. Now, you're getting ready to graduate, I guess, in a couple of months, right? Yes, ma'am. What are your plans? Well, actually, next week I'm signing a baseball scholarship with Lamar's College in Memphis, Tennessee. Congratulations. Thank you. That is awesome. Do you think that would have happened for you had you not met Coach CJ and gotten to be a part of this program? Not at all. I don't know why I'd be if it wasn't Coach CJ and Lee, really. Yeah, I remember when you were speaking to our group earlier this year, you shared a little bit about what growing up for you has been like. Uh, Is it fair to say that you've grown up in perhaps not the best neighborhood in the city? The worst neighborhood in the city to me. And I say that because, like, I don't see people get shot, killed, cars flipping over, robberies. Like, everything you can see, I don't see it. And, like, I just know I don't want that to be my life. So. And you always knew you didn't want that to be your life, right? Yes, ma'am. And then Coach CJ's offered you a, a way out, right? Most definitely. And then, like, Lee, like, it just... It's just life-saving. Like, I say that because it's more than just baseball. It's like it's really a pathway to an empowerment organization that can take you somewhere in life instead of just baseball, 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 paying all that money, you no know, free. A lot of networking skills, CEOs, Dave Preter, mean a lot of people. What does your mom think about all this? Oh, she think, she think highly of it. Like, she said she don't know where I'd be if it went for Lee also, so... Congratulations. Thank you. So, uh, Mr. Kennedy, mm-hmm. you're, over, you're a junior at Carver. you got another year to go. Uh, share with our listeners uh, what impact Coach CJ and LEAD and the, this pathway to success, this empowerment, this experience that you're having. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has that done for you? Um, LEAD actually changed my paradigm of how I thought about things. Um, I, first, when I first signed up, I used to be at Perkinson Park, so... I was right in the neighborhood, so I'll go up there. I was like one of the first guys that's like lasting when it first started. Like not like when it first started, but when it started to get like pro- progressing. And I was one of the guys left. So um, I've been out here for a while, but I know it changed the way how I think about a lot of stuff because of the core values, which is excellence, humility, integrity, loyalty, stewardship, teamwork, and I govern myself by those every day so that I know self-control and, um, yeah. So you're, you're, you're going to be a better man as a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I think we've all learned in, in this time and in this society, uh, people will tend to look at each of you, and, and you too, Coach CJ, as, as African-American males in our community, and sometimes people will look at you that way with not the, the kindest of thoughts. How do you, Coach, teach these young men to see beyond that and, and be the men that, that you, you are, be the man that you are and to be the men that they are destined to be? So self-aware, self-awareness is something that's very important to me. I mean, had I not um, begun to start taking inventory of myself as a person, um, 
let's say around 2007 um, is when my life really started to change. Um, I wouldn't be doing lead. Um, you know, I, I felt like um, growing up in the inner city of Atlanta, the paradigm that I had, especially uh, with being black, I had the, the benefit of not doing things that I was supposed to do because I knew people would give me, you know, make excuses for me. And it was just a very lazy way of living. And so anything that I did that was good was success. So the word significance uh, was not even in my um, my radar at all. So around 2000, um, 2007, um, a lot of my friendships started to change where I was around a lot of influential men who uh, was allowing me to to train their sons. And they were asking me questions like, what else do you want to do? And it really bothered me that um, significant men were asking me what else I wanted to do and I couldn't tell them. Um, I was embarrassed. Um, and then I finally just said, well, you know, what do you see in me? Um, and they said, well, we see more in you other than you just, you know, training uh, individuals. And we, we see you uh, doing things to change communities. It further got embarrassing when I had those conversations um, in communities that did not raise me. So here I am in Cobb County and making uh, a lot of money and um, changing the lives of, uh, of people that were not in the inner city of Atlanta. And so that really hurt me uh, to even go further on the hurt. Now I've got a, a thought of coming back home, but it's like, okay, how? Um, and so um, Stan Conway, um, who um, is a uh, very, very significant um, man in um, real estate here in the uh, Georgia community, uh, he said, I'll tell you what, just tell me what you need in order to do your dream of coming back to Atlanta. And um, I think it was about $40,000 worth of, of a dream. And uh, he cut a check and he said that the one thing that you must have happen also is have someone, someone that's a uh, program director. And I remember just sitting with her as she just made me go deep and share my story and, and understand um, what my vision was. I mean, I, I just remember meeting with her and just being in tears as I just, I, as I started to look at what I wanted. And I felt like even though I had a desire playing professional baseball with the Cubs uh, and I was able to do that, many of the people that was in my life were not very intentional with helping me get to where I needed to be. And so that's one of my greatest fears is with our ambassadors is that these young men go off on a situation where they are leading Atlanta and leading the world. And for me to sit back and say, you know, wow, I didn't know that can happen. So I'm very intentional in what I'm doing um, because Atlanta um, is, is so racially divided that it's, it's not even funny. Um, I was born and raised in Bankhead and I have two, two daughters that are uh, in, in private schools in Buckhead. And I spent a lot of time in Buckhead, and um, they are at those private schools, um, one, because they, uh, they have an insatiable uh, appetite for learning, and these are some of the top schools in the country. Uh -huh. But the problem that both of them want to solve, and they're 13 and 8, um, surrounds racism. They want to solve that problem. I want to solve that problem. So with us, with our ambassadors, rather than having conversations around what do you want to major in in college, is what do you want to, what problem do you want to solve? And so specifically here in Atlanta, if you're born into poverty, you have a 4% chance of making it out. When you look at the issues that we have in education and health care, um, the criminal justice, it, it all stems to um, 
to racial issues. And something that I wasn't privileged to and our ambassadors aren't is um, Jim Crow laws. I mean, you know, there's there's still um, things that we as citizens are facing today, the remnants of Jim Crow laws. And so our ambassadors, um, just helping them to be able to navigate um, through life, but understanding that with their significance is not just for blacks, it's, it's for Atlanta. Atlanta is an amazing place. It's the home of Delta. It's the home of CNN. It's the home of the CDC. So we have a lot of conversations about race. We're very intentional with it, and we uh, we take pride in putting them in uncomfortable positions to get comfortable in. Are you guys comfortable in those uncomfortable situations? Yes. Mr. Barrett, yeah, you are? Mm-hmm. So, uh, DeMarcus, what problem do you want to solve? Well, the main problem I want to solve is just racism itself and, like, inequality and stuff like that. And what I mean by that is, like, just us being black people inside the neighborhoods that we live in, people are gonna look at us as being the type of people our neighborhood is, you know? But they never give us a chance to talk from our perspective and let them look at it from our side of the field too. So basically that's all I wanna change is just just how people look at us and how they feel about us when we're around, you know? You don't wanna walk down the street and see a lady walk cross over to the other side and clutch her handbag. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, ma'am. Mr. Kennedy, what problem do you wanna solve? Um, I want to solve how African American males stay into like after they go get a Division One scholarship to go to a Division One school. I want to keep their degree atta- attainment so they can stay in school longer instead of just flunking out right after they get just because of their talent and they don't think about academics. Yes, I mean like the odds is not in our favor at all. Like it's no way like. People don't gonna look at us different regardless just because we're the inner city youth. I know. And our skin color, like, yeah, we just look that so different. Like, they have a bad perspective. Like, just get to know us. Like, you don't know nothing about us just because our skin color and like the people that look like us doing doing stupid things. Like, they don't mean that's us. Like, I remember I heard you speak once before, and you talked about how when you got into high school, immediately there were some kids who were going onto the college prep track and they were taking the honors courses and just because if I heard you correctly because of the fact that you were a young African-American male you were going to be over here on this side and you were going to be taking these classes and it's very important to you to finish with honor courts. I'm curious to find out if that's going to happen. Oh yes most definitely actually I'm getting an honor court and also I'm getting a video broadcasting court too for uh, finishing that pathway but yeah back to that yeah, like I was saying how all the white people, excuse my language, but I'm saying like how all the white people come, they come straight into Manor Jackson and get in the IB and the AP classes. All the black people, all the black inner city youth kids, basically, they come to Manor Jackson, get all the average classes and things like that. So it's just crazy. Like, I'm glad I'm happy that you uh, are succeeding. And congratulations again on your scholarship. Coach CJ, if there are people who want to know more about the work that you're doing, because I was blown away when I read in your materials that there are three zip codes in Atlanta that provide 80% of Georgia's prison population. And that's just ridiculous, but sadly true. I know you're making a difference and you're making an impact. Tell us how much of an impact you've been able to make since you started this and then finish up with how folks can help you out. Yes, so uh, since we've been in existence since uh, 2007, 100% 100 of our um, lead ambassadors have graduated from high school. Um, 
And then we've had, to date, 95% of them have gone on to college. Um, and so some of the ambassadors say, well, what happened to the other 5%? Well, the other 5% have gone into the military. And 92% of our ambassadors um, have gone to college with scholarship opportunities. Um, another statistic uh, as well on our school board is our attrition rate. So we have a 20% attrition rate, uh, which is something that we're not uh, proud of, but it, it is what it is. This is a this is a rigorous organization. We are the Navy SEALs. Uh, there's a lot of organizations that are focusing on the development of black males. Um, we are experts on that. Uh, especially when it talks about developing the black males here in Atlanta. Atlanta's my home. I was not born in a suburb. I was not born in a rural town of Georgia. I am from the inner city of Atlanta and had family members that graduated from Atlanta Public Schools, and I'm a product of APS uh, myself. And so um, in addition to that, one of the things that's very important is, uh, you know, we have an amazing cohort with Westminster and uh, Levitt. It's called our Human Ambassador Project, and um, um, Al Vivian, uh, with diver- basic diversity, uh, who's an amazing part of Leadership Atlanta as well, uh, facilitates that. And so it's an, it's an amazing experience where we get baseball players from Westminster and Lovett uh, to join forces with our ambassadors and have uh, great uh, conversations about race and racism. Um, because definitely within Westminster and Lovett, um, students do leave those schools and go off and have uh, amazing careers and get a chance to have power and influence. And so now uh, we get our Atlanta Public School ambassadors uh, in the mix. Um, Cesar Mitchell, uh, Atlanta City Council president, is from Atlanta Public Schools. Uh, Maynard Jackson is from Atlanta Public Schools. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is from Atlanta Public Schools. So we want to be very intentional in making sure that when young men are growing up to become leaders in this city, um, that they're, they're focused on the development of the city from Bankhead to Buckhead. That's an intentional effort of ours. And so people can learn more about how we lead and also join us in our effort to lead by going to lead, the number two, legacy.org. And that's lead, the number two, legacy.org. Coach C.J. Stewart, thank you very much. Young men, Mr. Demarcus Paris, I want to make sure that I acknowledge you before we wrap up. Mr. Tyquavius Nolan, congratulations again on your scholarship. Mr. Bernard Kennedy, congratulations again. I have you back next year. You let me know what you're going to be doing as well because it's our generation, Coach CJ's and mine, that are looking to you all to make this world a better place. So don't let us down. You're not going to let us down, are you? No, ma'am. All right, then. Thank you guys very much. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29, on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.